Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. There are no rules in Ireland over who can administer cosmetic treatments such as dermal fillers and Botox. And a lack of regulation is totally dangerous, according to a top expert. Patricia Malloy, who is the chair of Dermatology uh, Aesthetic Nurses Association of Ireland, the DAN, uh, DANAI, as well as the owner of a cosmetic clinic, is urging the public to do uh, thorough research if you're looking to avail of these kind of popular treatments. And they have become quite popular, by the way, even for young girls, particularly, by the way, these dermal fillers at 16 years of age on their 16th birthday. I find it quite disturbing, actually, to be honest with you. Anyway, Patricia has been advocating to have the industry regulated for years, but no action has actually been taken. And she joins me on the line. Uh, Patricia Malloy, good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? Uh, Patricia, I mean, I don't understand why the regulations have been so lax, because i give you a quick example. Many, many years ago, I had a hair restoration clinic and we also did uh, teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in legislation. Well, there was already some legislation around the, the product that was being used, the hydrogen peroxide that yeah. was being used for teeth whitening because uh, it's used in bomb making, I believe. So there was some legislation around it, but it was kind of ignored. But they brought in this legislation that basically said that anybody from, the, say, March the 1st onwards who's caught using this product will get a €6,000 fine or six months in jail or three months in jail, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and everywhere stopped using it and stopped doing yeah. it immediately. So why can't we do the same thing in this industry and regulate it that anybody who's doing it without permission or without qualified training can go to jail? Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's beggar's belief why this hasn't happened already. You know, I've, I've been working in this area for over 24 years and um, I've been asking every Minister of Health to look at this and try and give, give us some regulation. I mean, the regulation is quite simple. All they have to do is license the clinics, you know, look at who's performing these treatments and ensure that they have the proper training. And it needs to be either a doctor, a nurse or a dentist who have the knowledge of the anatomy of the face. Our face is full of lots of little vessels. And it only takes, particularly with dermal fillers, one little um, part of hyaluronic acid, which is the most popular one, to get into one of those veins to block off the whole blood supply to that area. And in particular, lips, because lips have a massive archery running in them. And if the person administering, putting that needle in there, doesn't know where this archery fits, they can quite easily mm. put, put filler in there. And as well, I'm getting as, queasy just thinking I about know. this, by the way. You know, because you think, it gets worse. If that filler travels up through the facial nerve, or, um, sorry, artery, into the back of the eye, it can cause blindness. And it has caused blindness, in the, uh, both here in Ireland and um, quite a few in the UK as well. And okay, okay well, let me, just for the uneducated like myself, um, in relation to Botox and dermal fillers, Botox is the thing they get into their eyebrows to stop them having expressions on their faces anymore. Is that Am I correct in saying that? That's the one the yeah. Hollywood stars get. Well, the, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what are the dermal fillers? What are they now? Dermal fillers are made of hyaluronic acid. They're, okay. we, we use them to, well, when they're properly used, to replace the fat loss in the face. Now, not to overfill it, not to blow it up, and this is where education comes into it as well as knowing your anatomy. Having an aesthetic eye, and that takes time, and that takes experience to be able to treat people properly and to assess them. And this is the other thing that's happening. You know, people go into these non-medical clinics and have the treatment without any consultation. I mean, insurance doesn't even cover them to do that. You're supposed to have a consultation first. 
to have a cooling off period and then decide whether you want to have this treatment or not. Yeah, because there is, a, there is a risk associated and there always um, is a risk associated absolutely. with all these things. Yeah, and the risk is obviously think, less if you're going to somebody who's trained to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's got so bad that we as nurses, the Danny nurses, we, we put together this association to self-regulate ourselves because nobody was regulating us. We worked to a very strict code of practice. And every Danny nurse has been vetted, we're registered. And this is what, it, what we have had to do because there's nothing happening as far as the government and is And you concerned. know what? I'm okay with self-regulation in certain industries. For example, in this country, for, with, with the piercing and tattoo industry is self-regulated. For the most part, it seems to be well-regulated by themselves. Mm. But mm-hmm. this particular thing has become so popular now with, you know, Instagram and Kardashians and all these people getting their fillers and, and their Botoxes. You know, you've got young primarily women I would have to say and I don't want to sound sexist but it is primarily women I manage that, av- that avail there will be some men that get it done too mm, um, yep. at, at, at the age of 16 for their 16th birthday going and getting Botox in their lips or whatever it happens to be well that's and, totally illegal it's totally illegal but people are doing it yeah oh absolutely look there are people non-medical people and we're aware of them um, having these procedures done in non-medical settings in there is a person we've heard of is going around the country with a caravan and pulling up and inviting anybody in to have any of these treatments and she's not medical. I have heard of a girl that goes door to door, she does your tan, she does your nails and would you like a bit of Botox while we're at it? Because they can buy it online. It's a prescribed drug. You should, it has to be prescribed. You know, it's crazy that this has been allowed in this country. It's dangerous. Botox, well, the worst that will happen is Botox, with Botox is you'll get a dropped eye, or you'll get, but it will wear off within three months. Dermal okay. fillers are much more dangerous, and you know, they should not be done without being, having some medical qualification, either a doctor, a dentist, or a nurse. And why do you think you know, people are choosing you know, this kind of irresponsible route of going down the back street, so to speak, rather they than don't going understand- to... They, sorry, they don't understand the dangers associated. And that's why, you know, I've been doing some work on this, trying to educate, because we can't get anything from the government, educating the public and saying, look, don't go. If it, if it appears too cheap, there's a reason for that. The person doing it doesn't have the qualification. They're not paying for insurance. They're not paying for a premises. Like, there are lots of costs. And it has to be, obviously. But, but is Ireland come. is Ireland too expensive, Patricia? Because we see people go and say to Turkey and places like that, you know, to get hair restoration or to get uh, dental work or Budapest mm. to get dental mm. work. Mm. And, and most of the work, by the way, that's been done is fabulous. It, it is in proper clinics and everything in these countries. I don't personally recommend it because if something goes wrong, you have to go back exactly. there. Uh, and, you exactly. know, and no doctor or dentist over here wants to pick up the pieces of somebody else's bad can't. workmanship. Well, they can't because their insurance won't cover them. I mean, if you've worked on with someone the same in this situation, you mean, obviously, if it's an emergency, it, people are dealt with. But, for example, we would have, I would have people coming in saying to me, I don't like my fillers. Um, will you do something? And they've been to somebody else. And I have to say to them, you have to go back to that person because I can't treat you because I don't know what they've put into your face. Um, and they can't tell you what, the, what has been used either. And the are, are, they come, are they coming to you, Patricia, and saying, I got these fillers done. Uh, can you take it back out again? <laughs> Yeah, that happens. As a, happens and is that possible? Can you take it back out? It is possible. Yeah, there is a there's a but it's a prescribed drug as well. Yeah, that is used. It's an enzyme that is used to melt the the actual filler. But that has to be done by a, by a medical a professional as well. So you know, it has to be all these procedures to be done safely have to be carried out by a healthcare professional 
if you go to somebody who isn't that, you are putting yourself at risk. And give me give me an example, I, I suppose, of things that can, can go wrong or have gone wrong that you've seen gone wrong. And I know you mentioned the most extreme situations there where somebody from getting a dermal filler can, absolutely, can actually go blind. But, mm-hmm. but give me an exa- other examples of what has happened. Are people left with lumps on their faces or... Yeah, I mean, we don't know some like any anybody who's non medical who's getting these products are not getting products that have been through rigorous regulations with the FDA or CE approved. So we don't know what they're putting in. And when you put something into the skin that hasn't been, we, we don't we don't know what it is. It can cause horrendous inflammatory reactions. They're probably buying it on eBay that. or something like that. Yeah, you can you could go online now and. Um, Buy something on the on the internet and start injecting it tonight. And nobody, and at the situation in this country at the moment, nobody can tell you not to, which is crazy. But so, so, how do I spot the signs of somebody that's not regulated? I mean, I, I suppose it's easy to know that you know Sharon down the road, who's coming up to the houses and doing it, she's clearly not regulated to do it, right? But you know, there are many clinics around the country that offer different beauty products and, and services. And, and on the side, they may offer, you know, Botox and fillers. So how do I know that they're trained and regulated to do it? You ask the questions. You go and you visit the clinic. You ask to meet the person who does these treatments. You ask them how long have they been doing it? Are they insured? Um, don't, ne- don't necessarily go on Instagram accounts. That can all be, shop- you know, face shop. You can, you can easily change things. And also... You know, quite often the Instagram, I'm not saying a lot of them are very, very good, but that should not be how you make your decision on who you're going to to have the treatment done. You need to see is it a clinical setting, ask them about their experience. And uh, as I said, ask them, definitely have the insurance. And if you think that you've had something done and you think it's gone wrong, what should you do? If you've been to somebody already and look, it's too late, the horse is bolted, you've already been to the young one down the road and got them done and you think it's not right, how do you get that? Uh, what, how, what's the correct procedure then to get that rectified? And you know, and you see, that's your the problem. Mm. That's the problem. You go to somebody who hasn't got the the medical background. If you go to, if you come in to me, I can't necessarily treat you because I don't know what's been put in. I don't mm. know. There's no history. There's no. Um, I've no documentation, and my insurance won't cover me to treat you. Of course, yeah. So, in other words, you're into an emergency situation where you may end no. up in a hospital if it gets worse. Well, yeah. if you go into a hospital, they won't know what to do either. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. the EDs at the moment are so busy. You come in with a filler that you know, and they don't. That's have got infected, experience. maybe, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they well, if it's an infection, they can treat it. But if it's an emergency situation, they don't have the experience, and they can't expect it to be, have the experience of looking after it. So, you know, well, well, then what's the, the answer to all this, Patricia, is that the government obviously get involved and bring in regulations around it and increase or I don't know, I don't know if there's any legislation around it at the moment, but but maybe put in a situation whereby if you operate without insurance and unregistered and you're not part of a, a register that, you know, like your own register, for example, that um, there will be a fine or three months in jail. Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be something as strong as that, because like, for example, all the Danny nurses, we continually you know, educate, and we had a conference there recently, and we're having another one now in September. Um, but it's all about, we have to upskill all the time. I spend my, I'm going to two conferences now in June, I'm speaking at one of them, um, to, to all the time upskill and further my education, but that doesn't happen. And I, I know I couldn't lift a syringe to inject into somebody tomorrow unless I'm doing that, because I have to work 
Oh, no, you need the confidence to know you're doing the right job. But it's not just even the confidence. It's about ensuring it's patient safety. You know, and patient safety as medics has to be our primary concern. You know, that we're not doing something. But unfortunately, unless you've been through Mm. that, that sort of background and have that education, I'm not saying... You know, everybody is 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 is, is working. You know, in a in a, a dangerous situation, but they don't know what can go wrong, and they don't know how to treat it. And, how, and by the way, how much are these? How much? How much? Because I, I wouldn't have a clue. How much would it cost for somebody to go and get, say, dermal fillers? Or there's probably lots of different types. Is there? I wouldn't have a clue. What about their yeah. lips or something like that? How much does that actually cost? Well, it can be. I mean, we see it as cheap as a hundred to hundred and fifty euro. And to be honest, I buy the. Filler. We buy the filler in around that price before we even look at what we have to do to do the treatment. Because it's not just about... So the unregulated ones are charging 150 whereas if you're yeah. going to somewhere where it's, that's buying the proper produce that you're actually putting into your lips, the proper Botox or filler or whatever, sorry, filler. You're really talking around the 300 to 350 So that that's part of the reason, I suppose, people go to these because mm. they want to be like the Kardashian or they want to be like the girl yeah. on Instagram and they don't have the money, you know, so but, they so they go down the cheap alternative route and, and basically play Russian roulette with their face. Absolutely. But the other thing about that as well is they're looking at the Kardashians and the social media has such, has driven this oh, to a, yeah. a dreadful extent. But they're looking at the Kardashians. But you're not going to end up looking like that. I've paid thousands and thousands and thousands. Oh, yeah, I know. Once, yeah. Well, they've top doctors doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have. But as well as that, you know, somebody who has small lips will never get big lips like any of them because y- you can't. And if you try and change the shape of the face in that way, seen, it, they look totally distorted. I've seen, no, I've, all... I've seen people getting them done and I've seen them putting up their pictures online and they look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And like, these beautiful, beautiful, and sixteen-year-olds. You know, nobody. I wouldn't treat anybody under sixteen for anything unless I had parents' permission and consent and written consent. But that doesn't even exist in these situations. These young yeah. girls are going in. They don't need it. And the other thing is, you know, they're stretching, stretching that skin in their lips. When that event, those lips will be flabby in years to come. They've been stretched so much. You know, and all these crazy, crazy um, things that are happening, like fox eyes, and it's all in fox eyes. What's fox, fox eyes? Eye is where you get a thread put into the tail of the of the eyebrow to pull it up into the skull. Oh no! Mhm, mhm. Oh. And it, it it doesn't last, and it's dangerous. And that has been done. That's the latest fad. Is is fox, fox eyes. eyes? And it looks, you know, it's it looks anything but natural. Um, it's changing the shape of the eye completely. Mm-hmm. And you pull it up from the eyebrow. Why can't um, we just be happy with the way we look? I don't know. I, I know. know. No, I know. I understand people. Some people just don't like to, you know, grow old gracefully. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's fine. And I mean, well, when work is done properly, you don't know that the person has had any work done. They just look really good for them. Mm. And that's the way I work all the time. And I would spend send as many people out the door as coming to me as well yeah. because I don't want people walking around looking done or saying I have that done that done that to them plus as I said before it's the ethical thing I'm a nurse and I want to make sure that my patients are safe, safe yeah, and, and that also that they look good for them and don't look artificial or done in any way and unfortunately social media has just driven a huge amount of this and these girls you know they're looking for perfection we're human beings we're not supposed to be perfect no and we can't be you know, well, but just, just, 
just finally, sorry, Patricia, I don't mean to rush you, but finally, no, no. In, re- in relation to what you've done yourself to try and get some regulation around this and your organisation, the Dermatology Aesthetic Nurses Association of Ireland, have you approached the Minister for Health in relation to try to get legislation or a bill put in place or any we existing have. bill extended yep. to cover this? So because, as I said to you earlier, at the very opening of this, you know, when I was involved with the clinic going back 15 years or 12 years ago, whatever it was, not 2006 or 2007, they were very quick to bring in the teeth whitening because teeth whitening had exploded back in the mid-2000s during the Celtic Tiger. And yeah. people were going around with burns on their lips from the, hyd- yeah. you know, from the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And they had to do something about it. And they brought this in and within a month it had stopped. Yeah. You know, and now it's I still mean, being it is, done, by the way, but in certain places that are registered. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I mean, any medical clinic can, could easily be, be, be licensed. Um, and, you know, we've all been working safely within this area for a long, long time. I've been working in it for 24 years now. Um, so it, it's not rocket science and it really something has to happen for patient safety. Um, and as I said before, that's why we put together Danny so nurses could find a place that we could be educated and work within our scope of practice and have strict protocols on how we do procedures. But that is voluntary, of course. They have to want to that do that. That is voluntary, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I said to people, look, look and ask, is, is, there, are, is, is your practitioner a Danny nurse if they're a nurse? Because at least you know them that they're well educated and are keeping their skills up all the time. You know, and... I, I don't know. I have tried every minister over the last 24 years. And they're not interested in talking to you, no? No, they're, they're not interested in talking. Some of them have. But they will when somebody dies. Well, when somebody dies. And sadly, if, I mean, you if know. More, if, if the public ask as well for the regulation, if, if there's more education out there for the public to realise how dangerous this can be, if they okay. go to the wrong person. But you did, you did mention some of them have talked to you, but they kind of stopped. So, so what, what do you mean by that? So, so you'd got a certain kind of length of the way and then suddenly no well, replies. During the pandemic, we were looking at different situations and the minister did, did talk to us. It was more about the pandemic, to be honest. Oh, but okay. as far as regulation is concerned, no, no we haven't, okay. we haven't had okay. anything. And the other side of it is, you know, we've asked to be included in this, in the regulation, so that they can, because that's the other side of it. The Department of Health don't, and how could they fully understand? But um, weren't they, I'm sorry for interrupting, weren't they offering it in Dundrum Shopping Centre there recently? Mm-hmm. In a pop-up mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that? Was that, wasn't yeah. that? was that something like that? Was yeah. it, oh, there were IV drips they were given. The drips, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 In a shopping yeah. centre. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hardly Crazy. a clinical setting. Well, look, I know yours is a clinical setting. It's the Derma Clinic in Monkstown, by the way. That's yeah. the Derma Clinic in Monkstown in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, if people want to go down the proper route and the registered route and the insured route and the regulated route to train people, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but look, if you want to go to the young one around the corner who bought the, the injections on eBay, you're far away, but do it at your own peril, I would say. Uh, Absolutely. Patricia, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks very thank much you. indeed. There you go, okay. Patricia Malloy, who's the chair of the Dermatology Aesthetic Nurses Association of Ireland. That's a mouthful, but I got to let one go. Anyway, uh, she's got an, uh, absolutely, she has a point. I understand she has her own clinic, the Derma Clinic in Monkstown. Uh, obviously, has her own personal interest. But in saying that, she's 100% right. She is a trained nurse. I mean, you can't just start sticking injections in people's faces, you know, because Chardon down the road does them, because she bought them on eBay. And they can, they buy them online, uh, you know, on eBay or whatever it is, and they're sticking them in their mates' faces. I'll do your nails, um, I'll do your hair, your nails, and I have me tent out in the car, I'll bring it in, I'll do your tan, and while you're at it, you want some Botox as well, I'll do that for an extra hundred quid. And she'll stick needles in your head. 
you know, she's not even trained to do it because there's no regulations and there's no law says that she can't do it. It's very easy to bring in a law and just say, no, you can't do that unless you're, and stick a needle in someone unless you're trained. What, what, who even thinks that's okay to stick a needle in a person unless you're trained to do it? Anyway, look. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.